Hey, everybody. I've got a pre-intro intro, an introduction to the introduction. Don't do that very often, but it's important to let you know that our guest today has provided us with an unlisted YouTube link for his rewilding consciousness seminar. And a lot of what we talk about today is going to be an expansion on that material. It's very kind of him to provide us with the link, but he wanted us to keep it to our circle. So it's going to be only for Interverse Plus members on Rockfin and Patreon. If you want to check that out, it'll be in the show links, or you may have already seen me share it on Telegram. Or if you follow my Rockfin or Patreon pages closely, you'll see it's been up there for a few days already. I think you can easily understand our conversation without checking out the uh, seminar, but it is really worth it. This was the material he presented on during Lindsay Sharman of Rogue Ways, her one day of brightness event at the fall equinox. And it was mind blowing and life changing for me. I think that you guys will like it all about how to recognize artificial <laughs> matrixes and get back to the larger reality. So I hope you guys dig in and appreciate the gift that he's given us now. Let's move on to this awesome conversation with Michael Wan. Welcome to the one within all through another episode of Innerverse Podcast, and it's going to be jam-packed. I'll try not to put too much in the introduction, but this guy, he's doing a lot. For somebody who not long ago said he was quitting the uh, digital domains and unplugging for good, he's stuck around to bless us with even more content and creativity and synchromistic gravy than we were getting before, so... All praise be to whatever guides and spiritual forces kept Michael Wan on the internet. And we are going to have a great time today on his third adventure into Innerverse. Today, I want to talk to him about his rewilding consciousness information. And of course, we'll beat around that bush and find many other things in the tall grass as we explore the far reaches of this flow state. But rewilding consciousness to lay it out on the table for you. In his words, is the purposeful disentanglement from what we have been conditioned to perceive reality as to a more natural and free way of perceiving reality in order to disconnect from false realities and discover new natural ones. And so there's probably enough in that paragraph alone to fill our time today, but we'll see where we go. I first found him talking about this concept at our mutual friend, Lindsay Sharman's One Day of Brightness seminar, group healing, super special, awesome event, which I encourage everyone to watch out for on the future solstices and equinoxes. Also got to let everyone know that Susquehanna Alchemy, which will be linked in the show notes, is the website and YouTube channel of the same name, and also a podcast RSS feed where you can catch up on all of the research and variety of mental musings that Michael Wan bestows upon us. And he's got a new show with my new friend, Mystic Mark, from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, where the two of them are providing our handbook to the apocalypse. And I think they're up to five or more episodes at this point. So there's a lot on the table. I couldn't be more excited. We're going to get into 
cracking the codes of these calendrical chains, <laughs> building our own timekeeping systems that are more in tune with the rhythms of nature. I sure have learned a lot from this guy. I know you guys are going to love him. Let's get into it. Mike, my man, how you doing? Chance, thank you for having me on the show. Um, you said so much. I want to interrupt you at least 10 times because I want <laughs> to just jump right in. So I'm going to, well, first off, I, I said, thank you for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and you did such a good setup. So I'm going to just, we're going to start like immediately. We're going to go right into it. So, so the first thing is, you know, you're holding my feet to the fire. You're holding my feet to the fire because you're like, listen, dude, you said you were going to disappear. You're going to stop doing this and you're still here. So what's up with it? So I'm grateful. I mean, I'm learning a lot from you, dude. If you disappeared, it would be a big hole in my heart. I love you. Well, well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, and so I, I think that that the reason I'm bringing that up and particularly for the second part of the introduction, the rewilding of consciousness, because they go hand in hand with one another. Like I'm really excited to begin talking about this because this is a little bit of insight into like my inner world and, and which I think is just a mirror, you know, we're, we're all experiencing the same thing right now, which is like, what the fuck is going on? What am I going to do? How do I meet this? Like, you know, I may have like, there's all sorts of different things that are, that are, you know, in play. So for me specifically, like it, it it's been very clear for a very long time about, um, why the 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 technosphere needs at least from my perspective that it needs to be walked away from like i know that that's like you know when they say like my truth that's mike's truth like i know that inside um but at the same time like i'm finding it's myself kind of fun like we're having well, fun well, well there's that well oh trust me trust me there's that like i mean it was designed for that it was designed to like suck us in like you know because it's fun it's exciting it's all this sort of different sort of things like but what if we're like, having this chat around a fire you know what i'm saying exactly and and like i mean just the internet in general and like all of the stuff that comes along with it like you know it is fun it's a it, it was designed like you know smoking cracks a lot of friggin' fun going to crack parties like there's a point where it it goes from being fun to not fun, but like, you know, there, these things that have been weaponized, like they begin as fun and recognizing that. And, and like, that's the whole thing with the internet. So when I was talking about like, you know, balancing what's going on in the world and balancing like your inner world and the outer world and what you're going to do. Like, this is like one of the big cruxes, which, which I find myself in because I have this, this, uh, um, you know, I've got this inner drive to really want to walk away from it. And it's not that easy because it is I'm as addicted to this stuff as everyone else. It's like I think I'm just a little bit more uh, uh, admittant of the addictedness of this. So that being said, like I want to walk away. But every time I try to go and do something which is not necessarily like digitally based, uh I'm not getting the feedback. I'm not getting the people like, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's just it's just said it's hard to travel or what have you like, that's not where the feedback is coming. And then at the same time, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also driven to want to share my perspective. And so how do I go and balance that? And then also the same thing, like, you know, I, I listen to, to the people whom I connect with and I would say you would fall within that, that category. And they're like, listen, dude, keep doing this. I'm getting value out of it. So it's like, I'm finding myself, I'm finding myself in this, this place of like, you know, I want to go like, this is what, what, 
complexity means when you talk about your inner world. I have a complex inner world. I have complex emotions. I've got complex ideas. And what that means is they don't all line up. You know, you got some that tell you to go this way and some that go that way. Like, God, it'd be so much easier if I could just, if everything was lined up. So anyway, so all that being said, so I'm finding my way with, uh, with the, the, um, you know, interacting with human beings through this, this medium right here. Uh, one of the things I've done is I've stopped like meeting with people one-on-one, -on -one, which I, uh, over the internet, which was difficult for me because I met a lot of wonderful people, but like, it, it was like, it was having a toll on my physical body, my mental body. And I was like, I know this is not how I want to do that. So I, I took that away. I've reduced a lot of the content I put out on, on YouTube, but what I have done and what I've seen to be like a, a nice medium right now, and I'm just speaking for me and my own, like, you know, wants and needs and what have you, is this thing which I started doing with Mark, as you, you talked about before, the the um, the handbook to the apocalypse. And, and that's just an audio only uh, um you guys uh, talked podcast. about me. I heard you guys talking about me. We talked me about you. We talked about <laughs> you. But the, let me tell you that this is this was like kind of the what what it was for me. Like I knew I wanted to do something like this. But what I what what Mark and I because Mark knows the technology and I you know purposefully try not to be like too knowledgeable about it. Um, we we it, it works fine. They could do his mixing or whatever he does on his end. I just do it over a phone. And so, you know, I love that you and I are, are, are seeing each other right now, you know, Zoom's providing us a, a, a platform to do so. Um, but reality, like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like sitting here. I want to move around. I much prefer if you were face to face with me. But this thing with Mark, which I found was like just doing it over the phone, which he's recording, that enables me to at least not have this. Uh, it feels more like a phone call. I'm still doing it over the, all that stuff. So I guess the long and short of like all of that, like kind of bringing you up to speed where 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 I've been, you know, in the past couple months, it's really um it's really preparing for uh, what's seemingly unfolding before us, what's seemingly unfolding before us. And for me, how I, one of the ways which, which I, um, I navigate my own reality, my own story, my own life is like, you know, I, I don't believe that there's anything that I missed. I don't think that there, I don't think there's anything anyone missed. I don't think there's anything I need to do. I don't think there's anything like more learnings or teachings that I need to, to have. It's like everything, which, which I've already been exposed to, like it's from that, from that, which, um, which, is all I need to move forward, particularly in, you know, this time right now, because we've all been prepared. Never before has there been this big of a shift. There's a shift one way or the other that's happening. And so I want to comment on that. Like right now I'm doing so much less taking in of content than I used to do. I used to kind of have this manic drive to listen to as much stuff as I could because I thought that was going to make me the best host it could be. And all that was important foundation, but now I'm in this zone where I'm just doing my thing and more of my own take on stuff is coming out. And that mm. is what's actually bringing the connections to me. 
rather than being a regurgitator. So bingo, bingo, bingo. That's that's exactly it. And and if anything, like I mean, you uh, what what I imagine, or at least from from where I see it, like these sort of conversations, like the benefit of them for for someone who may be listening, isn't so much like this dude's got the answer. This dude's got the answer. As much as it is, like you can begin to see other people's thought processes. You can be, or at least mine. I, I share my thought process. I share my logic. Not to say that this is the right logic. I'm saying this is the right logic for Mike at this given moment, but then to inspire with Pete within someone to be like, oh, I can figure out my own, just as what you said. Like you do have to go through a period. I know I went through a period where I was consuming as much information as I possibly can. I mean, I, I like to say I got a PhD in conspiracy and, and, and metaphysics. Like, you know, there were 10 years where that's all I was consuming. But now and, books are the uh, thing. Books are like a different thing. You know what I mean? doesn't have to be on the screen. Uh, but oh without without a doubt. And so it's like you know we're 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 meeting this, we're meeting whatever's coming with whatever we've got. And so the point I was I was going to make with all that though is where I was going um before I, we can move off it is um this is who I am. Like I'm not a dude at least right now who's going to be self-sufficient living in the wilderness. If that has been your life you know, if that's like you like, I know that like, you know, I was raised for this, like you're probably, you know, you're prepared that way. If you were not raised that way, like if you look at we're a product of our environment, like like you're going to be met in that general scope. And for me, like I'm still pretty much, you know, I still got a little bit of, of a foot in where I'm living in like the general mainstream reality. And I think a big part of that is because. I'm part of that bridge. You're part of that bridge. We speak that language. Like if you were meant to, if you were meant to practice like, you know, any of these uh, of a culture, which we see is still in existence that's been around for thousands of years, like you probably would have been born into that. Like you were meant to like learn what you learned and experience what you you experienced. It's the only way it makes sense is that like what what's actually happened to you is what's supposed to happen. Otherwise, something else would have happened. And so embracing that and saying like, okay, well, this is what I got and this is who I am and this is what I relate to and I can see how it's changing. But like I've settled into this point right now. Uh, I'm doing my first like real big in-person thing, like just in two weeks. If anyone's in, in central PA, definitely. I'll give you the link to share on that. I want to go in and see people there. Uh, I'm going to continue to do like, you know, periodical sort of these sort of things um, like uh, podcasts over the internet, but, but, uh, I'm making that, I'm trying to make that shift because at some point you're going to have to, you're going to have to go and move off it. Otherwise you are saying, I will continuously play in someone else's game and someone else's reality. Uh, so that being said, that, that's how I wanted to respond to that, to that introduction. Cause you covered, you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about, we're going to move into the rewilding of consciousness. It comes from that perspective. That's why I wanted to lay that out in such, in such detail. So now I know there's a lot you want to go and, sh and reflect back. So, so please go. Okay. I'll do my best, but I, I'm sure that we can be a really an 80, 20 on this chat. If you've got the energy for it. So where I'm at with this is that I think I do need a foot in both worlds for me right now. But one thing that your rewilding consciousness presentation really helped me see is that it's about which foot are you putting more weight on? Mm. Right. So mm. we're going to talk about calendars and timekeeping. And just so you can see, this is my first month calendar. 
where I'm putting the moon and where it's at above what the gregarious numerical fiction says we're on. And that alone, I mean, just like you said, it would all of a sudden I'm like, I kind of know where the moon's going to be and what part of the sky is going to be and when it's going to be up and down. And like, I'm starting to feel it internally. And I think this is where we get into this idea of inner world and outer world as a feedback loop and which one leads. And that'll be a good place to go. But I, I like what you said about moving into the real. And one thing though, is this, this system, although I'm leaning more into the real now more than ever, and I'm trying to do that shifting of my weight, uh, part of that is still being supported by the technology and these systems of artificial connection, because I'm able to leave the matrix jobs that I've needed for my whole adult life up to this point, because I can do one-on-one connections with people through this. And I can do divination and, and uh, tarot type stuff with people. I can do one big one advantage of the way I go one on one with people is that with sound healing and RO technician work with tuning forks that I do, I gain the benefit of that harmony and that coherent frequency just as much as the person receiving it does. So it offsets and even maybe leans towards being positive, the interaction coming through a screen. So of course, I'd rather be doing that for them in right, person, right, but it's right. also like this magical thing where they go, holy shit, we really are connected and distance is an illusion because I'm hundreds of miles away from you and you're somehow affecting my aura with tuning forks that you're holding over there. And it's super real. And the divination is the same way because you're tapping into a flow that is life force energy and it's being reflected through the wrong thing can never happen. You can't draw the wrong cards, that type of thing. And we see that the the spirit and the electricity that animates us is actually the part of the reality that is one. Life force energy is the one thing. It's the containers and the vessels that can, that are the multiplicity. But because the life force energy is the same and the I am and that is what it is, it is the same in everybody. That's where we connect and that's where it's authentic, even through the artificial means of connection of the Internet. So. I, uh, I see the, the the pros and cons both ways, and I definitely see myself move in the direction you're going as I can. And I think there might even be a point where there's no choice anymore, and we better we better be making these serendipitous connections in the actual physical reality, so that if it hits the fan, we know where to go. Right, right, right. So, um, bunch of great stuff you you, you brought up, and uh, bef- before I forget, I want to go back to like your the the visual you created about like how much weight is on what foot um, and the shifting of the weight. And, and uh, I'm assuming you do like, you do like maybe like a martial art or a, like some sort of body work or like movement. Intentional I'm a, I'm a movement. guy. There we go. There we So then, you know, you know, there is nothing, there is not in my experience. I've not. Qigong plus Aikido, those were my two things for me to like really understand like where you go from what you described as an idea to when you actually have it in your body. And like, that's when you're like, okay, yeah, when I'm practicing, I'm understanding about like weight shift and like these minor, minor moves. And it moves from like something we can grasp with a concept in our mind, but it's just an abstract to an actual sort of thing where you're doing it in your body and you're feeling it but you have an awareness of what you're looking for. Like it's, it's, it's a blessing almost like, so 
Someone who is like natural, like a naturally born elite gifted athlete has such an integrated connection with their body and their mind. Like that's why they're so good. Or that's part of the reason why they're so good. Like, and why they can't really explain it to someone who's just like, like, how is your hand eye coordination? So amazing. It's like, I don't know how is yours not because you've always been that, but the beauty of like, the like qigong or something like that is as you begin to learn and like you you know you're supposed to pay attention and look for these things and you don't know what you're looking for and then through practice you begin to understand what it is you're looking for and you're like wow i didn't even realize it was a thing that is when that integration happens and so when you're talking about the the what weight is on what foot and and how you move and where is the movement being generating and like you know pushing off the earth all of that also also is is a complete metaphor of working in the greater reality and i would say exactly what you what you described in terms of understanding what your practices in the material reality and then how it moves over this this artificial infrastructure uh, platform of the internet and you know everything that's upon it that you realize like I can go into that knowing what I'm doing and now I'm going to influence that I'm going to now like as we said you know who's leading the inner or the outer world when we're unconscious when we're unconscious it's like whatever like you know it's it's you, you don't know what What's going on? But I agree with you completely. Like when you're doing that, you're bringing a degree of intention over and through, uh, um, you know, quite literally a device which was developed by the Department of Defense. Like when you think about it, it's like this was de developed in the Department of Defense. We should call by, it DARPAnet. That's literally uh, exactly, what it is. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like if you go and you look at the history of DARPAnet, you look at the guy. There were like these two. I can't think of them by name. Two computer science guys who were like the the brainchild who like really sold within uh, the DOD, like why they should build DARPAnet. Uh, one of them was the head of like behavioral operations within within the DOD at the time. He also happened to be a computer scientist. Maybe he was he was given that role so he could balance the two skill sets. I don't know. But those two are the are the are the areas of expertise that are behind the establishment of DARPAnet, behavioral control and defense. Like, you Which, know, that mentality. That's cybernetics. The definition of cybernetics is behavioral if, control. When exactly, you know, you go and see one of the greatest documentaries of the last five years, in my opinion, is I can't it was by a uh, true stream media. They're of minds and men and the detail which they go into and they're like all of this was laid out before the first computer was a chip or computer itself or vacuum tube was even created like this is this is it like this is no surprise when i say like we're addicted to it like that's there's no surprise there it was a full spectrum dominance on every human being in their psyche and their bodies over, since 1945 in and the you've Western been on culture. it you're older work on the Enochian machinery and, and where they position this on the ley line system. And I mean, you've been on this, you've, you've brought everyone's attention to this. You're one of the cutting edge researchers this, on it. This is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, it's like the work, like we're, we're moving to like rewilding consciousness. Like this, this is kind of from the very beginning, like recognizing what all this stuff is through that research. I mean, I worked in those worlds. Like I, I, I am tied in my, my, 
my human experience of like companies and jobs and where I was raised and who my parents were and the, you know, the, the, the places I went to school. Like I, I am as much like born in this, in the, in it as you possibly could be. So like, you know, I, I get it. But also at the other, for whatever reason, like I also see like what it is. And and because it's like kind of like the, the Qigong, like becoming aware of the body movement, because I live that life, because I was in that world, because I held those values, because I know those people as human beings, like I have it, I also have a greater understanding of it too. Uh, a great intimacy. And, and so when I talked about in the beginning about, about the complexity of wanting to move away from it, it's because I'm saying I want to move away from our, my, my second nature. And, and I share this in such great detail, not because this is about Mike, because this is true for all of us. If you're on freaking computer, guess what? You've been born into it. You know this, you're integrated with it in ways we don't know. The idea is like, okay, now we're becoming aware of it. So I'm going to, I'm going to just tweet, uh, weave in a little bit, the rewilding of consciousness that is like, well, okay, I can't, I'm not going to move out and be self-sufficient in the wilderness for a lot of reasons. So that's not going to happen. Um, but I can do that with my understanding of my reality around me. And I can very purposefully, to the best of one's ability, recognize what I have been conditioned to see the world as. And through like reverse engineering and, and just like, you know, uh, a little bit of logic, like be, be able to start to look at things and experiencing reality, like from that lens, just for this purpose alone, so that your brain, which is is constantly being shaped or your mind, maybe that's a better way of saying it, your, your mind, which is constantly shaped to see the world in a certain way, to see it in months, to see it in base 10 numbers, to see it in tropical zodiac, to see it in chakras, to see like all of these things have been given to us. And that's not to say the throw the baby out with the bathwater, but be willing to step out. And then when you come back in, like, like you, you showed me your version of your, your month calendar. Like I started playing with that, like about four months ago, five months ago, they're different, but they're the same. And so now you're coming back in and you're doing it your way. And so like, this is to me, this seems to be the most uh, short of short of like some sort of uh, Hollywood new age given story, which may happen of like all of a sudden, like, you know, the, the, the switch is flipped or, you know, we, the Schumann residence jumps or like we get hit by CME or the aliens land or like, you know, Schumann's or, going nuts right now. What, what, whatever it is, it. like, I, you know, what, 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 whatever we're told, like there's going to be that shift where it's going to be immediately. I think like we got to work at it too. We don't just sit back and this is a way of going and being um, uh, of being active to a degree in terms of how you're meeting this change and how you're also having a foot in the world until like another world shows itself. I certainly, this is a story. I'm not saying this is true or not, but this is a story I like to tell myself. I am certainly in belief that this has happened many, many times. And there are all sorts of, all sorts of breakaway societies. In fact, I may even be one of them. I, I'm open to that. I'm not saying I am, but I'm open to it. But that being the case, I think, 
I think, I think that that they're waiting and we have to be willing to know to see them when we when, when they show themselves. And so I don't know if that's Bigfoot. I don't know if that's another dimension. But my sense is that 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 to me is an internal guiding, like sort of motivator, like it feels good to me, whether I experience that or not. We're going to see. But I am open to that. So I want to share that. I think that's a little bit fun. There's so much there. There's a lot I want to say. Let me, I'm going to try to be concise because I really want to get uh as much into rewilding consciousness as possible but you know with me and you it's like what happens is what happens we start to flow i found out last night that uh, i have this friend mitch who has been using reich technology planting earth pipes across arizona and neutralizing the dissonance of 5g with these harmonic scalar wave tech like thousands of these have been planted at, at towers everywhere and this is why in my opinion it can't be proven just because we are moving away from the i can prove it true false paradigm into a more permissive experience of uh personal experience reality the, the monsoons in arizona this year have been off the charts literally the most rainy season of the, the recorded history of Arizona happens to be the same year that they planted thousands of these uh, Reichian orgone earth pipes in the around the 5G towers, stuff that can't even be detected by their goon squads that go out to try to figure out what what's different about the frequency. It doesn't stop the tech from working, but it changes it from being the 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 dissonant, deadly orgone lattice, uh, what do you call a frequency fence that all the geoengineering stuff sits on top of. The reason why the chemtrails spread out and create those thin clouds and that haze is because there's a DOR, deadly organ radiation, fence or lattice work of frequency that allows those molecules to sit on the vertex points and hang in the air instead of just dissolving into the infinite sky. Because it doesn't matter how much you pump into something infinite, it'll eventually, you know, become dissolved in the sense that it becomes so few parts per million. But it all sits right there. These towers and the frequencies work with the chemicals being sprayed and this is this is scientific but they they're undoing this right now in the desert and one of the things other than the desert getting green again and i have friends showing me like look at all this green all summer they're showing me and i think it's still been raining even into october beyond even the normal window of monsoon season one of the things that blew my mind was that this creature called I believe they call it dinosaur shrimp, but the more proper name is triops. This weird little like, it looks like it should be in the sea. It looks like a baby sandworm from Dune, but it's got three eyes. And these things just- Sounds charming. It's cute, kind of cute. <laughs> these things just appeared in the desert again in the last couple of weeks. People are finding them all over. And I'm wondering, you know, you brought up Sasquatch, so that's why I'm going here. I'm wondering if really what the- uh, the old idea of life was is more correct, which is that, you know, if you leave the rotten meat out, the maggots will appear out of thin air and that life is a frequency and that we've been restricted to a narrow bandwidth. And that's why we perceive a smaller and smaller amount of life in our world in the idea of extinction. And that if something is true and if you can really equate life force energy as being the one self-existing truth that is synonymous with love as well, then as humanity slipped into a fear frequency, which is about fear reduces the number of potentials that you can see as acceptable down to a narrower and narrower band and full fear. that mindset believes there can only be one outcome or everything is wrong and love nurtures and expands the potentials and possibilities. 
love is the joyous in the I Ching. It's the the multiplicity of life. It's potentials and infinite possibilities. So as we widen our bandwidth of frequency that we can perceive by accepting more of ourself and interconnecting and communicating internally and externally, being the inner world driving the outer world more and moving from feedback loops and circular logic to what I've been calling, and I'm really inspired by your presentation that helped me see this, I've been calling it feedback webs instead of feedback loops because it's about every part talking to every other part. Wow. And maybe as we do this process, we will continually see that which we thought was extinct come back into the realm. And it's not that it ever left. It's that now we're back on a vibrational match to perceive it again. And I think that this is how fast we could shift to a world that is green and vibrant and magical and infinite again from this doom and gloom cooties uh, operation that's been restricting people's worldview down to a poisoned and narrow bandwidth. So there's more I want to say, but <laughs> about, you know, to, to get back to Qigong for one last point, this is the process of using your body to do exactly what I'm talking about, to restore inner communication and have a feedback web instead of a loop, because cybernetics is all about artificial feedback loops where one imposition of information from an external source can cause a cascading chain reaction that's all looped back to a circular logic type of uh, beginning that's fictional. Whereas feedback webs, they don't work that way. And Qigong it, and your body doesn't work that way. Like your liver is talking to your brain, but it's also talking to your kidney. It's also talking to your, you know, it's talking to everything. It's this meridian line. It's not really a line. It's a web, right? So with Qigong, how we restore our inner communication, especially if we've lost sensitivity and consciousness is feeling and these type of body work practices and somatic health practices are about sensitivity. It is, I think, by imagining what the energy would feel like as we do the motion. And so we create a linguistic program for our body and mind to communicate what energy feels like internally. And eventually we're not imagining it anymore. We just feel it the way that we imagined it. But we need that first impetus and spark of creative thought married to action so that there can now be a communication, a language all our own that helps us move from an outer world stimulus directed roboticized self, lowercase self, into the big self that is in harmony and flow with life force energy that is the one aspect of all reality that is eternal and true. Is that all flow? Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, I love that feedback web. Uh, language because uh, language is a big part of uh, it's so like the more you understand like cybernetics or even like you know the 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 setup of 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 networks artificial networks like the more you can then reverse engineer other things uh, so I'm calling networks fun webs now I'm fun not networking webs. with people. Yeah, I'm exactly. fun, fun webs because fun <laughs> webs networks. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Works and fun. You're, that's genius. Um, when you you were saying like it's circular logic, um, circular logic is the uh, is the 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 strategy which holds which holds the entire like cultural false reality. Um, 
a false reality is any reality that must be fed to be to exist or said another way once it stops being fed it will disappear everything everything humans create are more or less a false reality so that doesn't necessarily mean like false realities are bad it's just like that's just the nature there's some that are more harmonious and less harmonious a language if people stop talking a language it disappears you know that that's just, that's a false reality. Language is just like a false way of expressing that which cannot be expressed. So, like understanding that. So, when I'm talking about right now the false reality, the with the capital F and cap, capital R, I'm talking about the cultural one, and it works entirely through it being a complete. A cybernetic feedback loop to itself so that when you're born into it, when you're born into it, um, it appears to be all encompassing. That's what means full spectrum dominance. That means everywhere you look, it's telling you the same thing. You're dominated. So when we are born into it, and this is true really for any culture, but it's really been weaponized over the last 50 years. Uh, everything which we know uh, is constantly reinforced, particularly on the more general sense, like calendars or like, you know, what time it is or the countries or or anything like that. But it goes on and on from that. Uh, we just accept it to be real. The rewilding consciousness is purposefully stepping outside of that. It's saying, OK, I recognize that's a truth. I recognize I was born into it. And I recognize by definition that that I have to have a blind spot because I don't know how far it goes. And also, if you if you're going to go this far, recognizing that the only reason I'm going to think I don't have a, a blind spot is because I'm thinking too highly of myself. You know, it's like so it's a game. It's it's a fun work. It's a fun work. So it's like you do these sort of things. They're like kind of like ways to get outside of like that that realm to look at it. And then if you're going to stay in it to come back in um, the story about the uh, the 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 bearing of the of the of the organite and the the I forget what the other word you use to describe the pipes like and what that does like, you know, and then the impact on the environment, I think, is some of the most powerful, like outside of the matrix, outside of the false reality, um, outside of the false reality uh, mindset like that you can have. Like when you act, we've been so conditioned, like think about the amount of effort to really teach everyone that that the earth is going to die. We don't even know it's what a twenty four seven. They have to be on a twenty four seven. Twenty four seven, reminding you, like, listen, we're the, the this plastic will be here for a billion years. It will never break down. Bad. This Naughty. this chemical, this 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 nuclear power plant, it will make this inhibitable for ten thousand years. That's just not lot. Those that's not true. And so, like, when you tell these stories, like, like one, like the 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 seeming cause. The seeming cause of, you know, and, and it begins with an idea. It doesn't matter if it's if it's right or not. Like if, you know, when you when enough people start believing this and I'm going to explain, I'm going to give an example <coughs> of just what happens when enough people start believing. Um, when enough 
when enough people start believing it, it gains weight. That's part of that's part of this leading from like, you know, from uh, who's leading the inner world, outer world sort of dance. And so when we begin to see with our own eyes, like all of these strange creatures that have supposedly never existed before, like are showing up and we're seeing like maybe more green or like at least we got some basic numbers. It's like we're getting more rain here in this particular place than we have before. Like when you see these changes, like, you know, you begin to recognize that, oh, all of this stuff I've been told, maybe that's not true at all. And, and you begin to see these other sort of realities. This is one of this is this is part of our our experiential reality. And you can explain it any way you can. But 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 there's this. There is a fact of you will we can change we can change material reality by thought or by consciousness. Um, but it's not so we're not seeing it in this like really grandiose, like I'm thinking I'm holding a, a, a peach in my hand and a peach appears. I don't have that ability yet, but, but it does exist. Like, it's not like, you know, baby out with the bath where, uh, water, like law of, uh, law of attraction sort of stuff. Like there, there, there is a truth to it, but there's a gamingness that can happen with it as well. Um, so I, if you look at what has happened beginning of um, March 2020, right, that's like really when when the worldwide operation went into play, like, you know, of, of what's going on. And um, we can look back now and we can say like even like a very like kind of like open minded yet mainstream thinker can look back now and be like, Holy crackers, the stuff they told us in March of 2020, like that's just not true. That was not a lie. That was not a factual statement. You know, they showed us people falling down on the side of the roads in China and nothing like that ever happened. And like things with like, you know, what you wear in your face, like you can go back and see like all of that stuff was not true. But. What has happened is if you go and you look and it not necessarily like, you know, the person who's listening to this, but just go around and look at the world, look at your city, look at your neighborhood, look at your community and see the amount of people that have internalized a certain behavior set of how to live, whether that's like getting, you know, uh, getting like uh, uh, medications you wouldn't have normally taken or getting wearing certain things you wouldn't wear or like proving stuff to go somewhere, making decisions of who you're going to see or not see like that has had a real effect. But it began as something that was not real, began as like smoke and mirrors, but it has taken root. And assuming that it continues, like at least for, for some folks down that same trajectory, it's going to go to a very predetermined destination. And then it became reality like this, this idea, which was that began in people's minds in March of 2020 was just an idea given to them. And then it was internalized. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to do these behaviors. And then it becomes a real thing. Like that's that like kind of like shifting of the weight. And that's a very, very manipulative way, but it is, a, but it shows it's, this isn't about like morals right now. This is just about showing like, this is how it works. When enough people begin to see something and believe something and make, and make changes in their behavior because of it, like the world does change. The world does change. And like I, I, I expressed what I would call like a lower expression of that. But 
higher expressions have to be, you know, it's all fractal, have to be in place as well. And so that's where I I, I see us right now and the excitingness of right now. And maybe the reason why I, I keep on coming back, even though I say I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving the house, but it's it's like, you know, there, there's that. So so that's my thought on there. There's so much there that I think rather than try to respond to it all, I'm just going to hit you with some some of the more innovative ideas that came to mind that might not directly connect, but I think we'll see how it connects it. to the bigger picture, right? So I was thinking, we are talking about cybernetics not long ago, and I was like, you know what I've never tried to break down etymologically is the word cyber, and it's so important to this entire thing. So we know that psi is the psyche, right? Okay. Psi powers, mental, mind, but psi, psyche is soul as well. All right. Well, and I was like, well, what's burr? And then I thought about, well, it's at the end of almost every month. And so I looked into it and in Latin, <laughs> it translates to per. It's referencing ratio. So cyber is a segmented psyche. It's compartmentalized spirit or soul. It is the blockage of communication in, in uh, the normal feedback web and making it into a circular logic directed from a CPU, a central intelligence. And so I was like, okay, let's see, what else is this going to tell us then? And I thought I Ching, because I know you're an I Ching guy. And what's I Ching 11 versus what's I Ching 12? Number 12 is standstill or stagnation. And this is the yang, the white, the psyche, the psyche element on top of and dominating, in a sense, the yin or the earth or the body, the receptive feminine element. And what's 11? It's the reverse of that. The reverse of that is peace. So whenever the body leads and when the earth leads and the reality of what is, the isness, is, is supported by psyche or mind or spirit or the masculine, you get peace. Whenever you have, whenever you get stagnation, it's when that is reversed and inverted. And damn it, what is the most common way that you even see a yin-yang? It's with more often, I mean, it should be with them on either side of each other. But a lot of times you do see the white on top of the black, like, and as if that's the way it should be, missionary position. <laughs> and man, so I think there's just a lot of insight there in terms of what we've been discussing just right out of the I Ching, why one is stagnation and one is peace, and why cybernet, the cybernet, is this idea of a frag fragmented and fractured psyche and another way that you can think about burr is maybe from I, I googled this could also refer to the vulgar latin or the gaulish bertium which means little cradle so that has another connotation we can maybe think about but i think the more important is because we're talking calendars and we're going to talk more calendars uh september october you know, these ratios, this segmenting of the year, which is an, supposed to be a cycle ruled by La Luna, which is more the, the black part of the the uh, the yin aspect, right? The night. But instead, we are trying to control it and chop it up and, and decide that it doesn't really matter what La Luna is doing. It's all about these 30 and 31 day time segments. So even the idea of the Gregorian calendar, gregarious as it is, I think it even becomes an egregore in a literal sense, but that in itself is a cybernetic calendar. And I think 
we could uh, we could talk about that in context of how false realities, which you've already referenced, requiring feeding, and they're vampiric in that sense because they they don't feed themselves, they don't have an inner source of light or energy to self-exist. That which is false is anything that if we stopped if we stopped doing it, then eventually it wouldn't exist in nature or it wasn't there before we started doing it. So that's anything artificial. It's also a slippery slope because we don't want to rule out art because that's part of artificial as being something good. It's just about like, how do we wield it? What is it? Is it in support of, or is it to dominate the body or the feminine or the, you know, that which is so foundation of false realities is time systems that are artificial and we and feedback loops that take, you know, it's the big bang or it's the day you were born. These are all ways of creating a timeline and an artificial cut on what should have been a circle, because in truth, you existed before the birth date. And there's so much there when you start to study the legal system and all that black magic and how at the point of that cut, when they cut you artificially away from the placenta, which is your tree of life, and it has all the ancestral energy and the three months of the three months of the year that your mother wasn't building you, the the nutrition of that is in the placenta and meant to be absorbed by you, but it's cut and then it's even kept or sold for cosmetics, a different type of inversion, which is crazy. Like they use ba- like aborted baby parts and placenta parts to make the masks that have, and this has gone back all the way to ancient Egypt and before cosmetics are made in this way. So it's all about masks. It's all about covering up the real. And it's all about compartmentalizing and making artificial cuts to what should have been a circle of wholeness and making it into a timeline. And that's where we're at. And like, you've really helped me see all this and other people too. But um, I think we've got like 10, 10 to 10 ish minutes, like more, a little more than 10 to around out hour one with these ideas. And all right. All right. Can so I we'll see uh, where we can go? Can I comment a little bit about, what all, you were saying? All of the above, please. So, that was a lot. So, I, just threw uh, I loved how you broke down um, cyber um, and, you know, psyche and the, the segmentation of the mind. And then also kind of putting um, and giving that easing interpretation of like, you know, what is dominant? Is it, you know, the is the psyche dominant on, on the body or is the body dominant on the psyche or you know it's and and, and dominant well, it supports I think, which you could even yeah, say yeah who i think you're, you're right support i like that word better because do, dominance could be yeah. yes so um so and and thinking about like all of 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 everything which we're experiencing so so it from my point of view what what we're witnessing right now um is a a um like a, a pretty major change in terms of how how the masses were managed. And so in one level, like this has happened many times before, um, but there's something unique, like each time it happens, there's something unique to that. And um, by being alive during this time, um, it affords uh, an amazing opportunity and what that amazing opportunity is. And, and, and so, and this is, this is without answering the question, well, what is the purpose of life? I don't know that. So I'm just assuming that we're here. And so like the, I'm not, I, that's, I, I can't answer that question. I don't have an opinion. It doesn't matter right now. That's, you know, but, but I recognize that's a legitimate question. I'm not saying that's not a legitimate question, but for, for where I'm going with this right now, I'm, I'm, I'm ducking that. Uh, 
that the things that we're describing, the um, being able to see so clearly, like you, what, how you described, like what the calendars are, those 30 day time segments. And all that is, is it is segmenting what should be a flow. Um, which there's always, it's okay to segment things like that. It get points of reference. That's what the mind does. It gives a point of reference, but you don't want it driving it because like, you know, that we, we can see kind of when that's far out of balance, when anything's out of balance, you'll see, but it's always shifting. But anyway, so, so when you begin to see things like that and you see it so clearly, like, um, the reason why we're able to do that right now is because, it's two things. It's, 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 it's becoming so ugly out there and everything which you once knew, what you thought was like not a thing, but reality is collapsing. Um, it becomes easier to see things as they are. Uh, so, so that's the case. And then also, um, from a psychological perspective, in order to in order to like actually move through a time period where things are collapsing, it has to you have to come from it a perspective where it empowers you to see it as it is. OK, so your psyche like I don't know, I, I think about this all the time, like how, whoever created how the human psyche works, like it certainly seems like it was done in this really, really kind of like backhanded way because our subconscious is this enormous thing that controls everything. So whether that was done because we're supposed to have an amazing experience and not know what's going on or whether, you know, we were created so that we could be always controlled. I don't know, but I know that that back door is there. So anyway. At this time, when everything's falling, um, our psyche, which for most people, and this is what a uh, part of what Plato's cave allegory is all about. It's saying like, you know, about how people will stay to whatever they're born into. They're going to continue to believe the reality that realities are shadows on, on the uh, on the wall. Um, people will continue. Their psyche will 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 hold them to believing the reality which they have because it's too dangerous or maybe said another way, it's safer to go and stay along this one particular way of being. But as that false reality is no longer the safer place to be, as you're seeing it collapse, like, whoa, I was planning on this being around for my whole lifetime. I was supposed to retire. I was supposed to do this. And when you see that, like that, those like those societal promises are starting to go away, you're going to begin to look at things in a different way. All of this is 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 forcing anyone who's alive at this time to the opportunity to do what we're doing is stepping outside and being able to see where the where the boundary of the false reality we've been born into so that. You know, you know, that's so that and that's like a, a, a fill in the blank. You know, you get to answer that question. I get to answer that question for me. You get to answer that question for you. But nonetheless, like we're in this really, really interesting time. And the more we talk about it, and this is what I think is interesting. We talk about it so that we can point it out, but not to stay within it so that we can move without it. You know, the whole thing, like the hand, the finger that points at the moon is not the moon. Like us talking about it is the finger that's pointing at the moon. Like the point of it is to be able to understand this is, this is the cave we've been in. Uh, we've all known we're in a cave. We just didn't know how big of the cave it was. We still don't, but this is the time uh, and through actual practices. And I think that's what we're going to talk about in the second hour. We're going to talk about like calendars, uh, maybe go back to Qigong and movement and really understanding the body as a way 
way of like just getting out of the mind and learning how to become more intuitive that way. Uh, and I also want to tell a story of, um, and maybe I'll show it too, of uh, the, um, and I'm using this in quotation marks, dowsing devices, which I've been building in order to navigate the reality when all of the other systems, which we know go away. I'm doing so much with dowsing right now too. That's cool. Like part of the way that I speed up the process of aura technician stuff, which by the way, is all about restoring the interconnectivity of the energy flow of your bubble of energy mm. of your bioplasma. Uh, <laughs> because whenever you have holes in the aura and that plasma sheath membrane, that is the, the edge of your egg in a sense, energetically, that's when you lose parts of yourself. That's when you forget who you are. I call it the things falling down the memory hole because you've, you've been penetrated from the outside because the outer is directing the inner instead of the right, other way right, around. Right, right, right. And your energy field is where memory is at. There is no filing cabinet of cellular structure in the brain where they keep the memories and that you, anyone's ever found and said, this is where the cells are that tell you the story of what it was like when you were five years old. That's all in your field. It's mm -hmm. all in your field. And when you got mm -hmm. holes, when you got a Swiss cheese aura, then you're leaking light and you see people as they age with these light leaks, their, their body structure actually morphs. Like their ears get all soggy. They start to look like a, a Sith from star Wars. You know, their face is melting because they're leaking their own light. They're not self-containing their own energy. They're losing themselves. And so working in the aura with the tuning forks does basically restores the, the membrane that allows you to live from the inside before the outside in, in a, you know, that, that alchemical concept of the outward doth from the inward role, you restore that truth instead of being inverted on it. And so what I do with the dowsing rods, just to make that point is that I, instead of needing to go and sweep through the whole field with the tuning forks and trying to find out where the problems are and taking two or three hours to do that process, I pull out the L rods and I say root chakra, root chakra. And I walk up to them or to their, to, I put them on the massage table. Even if they're remote, I have a column of selenite crystals that I imagine is them. And uh, it's just like they agree. And we have a higher self contract that it's all going to work, even though it's remote and that higher self directs the whole thing. And so it's like, we have this middleman or these two middlemen communicating from one side to the other. And it's not really the, the internet that's connecting us. It's the higher selves that are giving me the intuition of what to do, showing, making my body make those subtle movements that cause the dowsing rods to open or close. And I walk up and I'm thinking root chakra and I hit the edge of their field where the root chakra is strong or weak and they open up and I see, okay, your root chakra is only three foot off the body and it should be at least six. Or I go, oh, your sacral is way overactive. It's nine feet away from your body and it should be closer to six. Six is a generalization, but you want them all to be kind of the same and not too small in terms of how big your field is. So that whole process of the dowsing just expedites my ability to target the areas that need the work and speed it up. And I don't have to charge them as much for a huge long session and I don't get worn out by it. And that all just to be said, like you can do a lot more with dowsing than just find water and underground passageways. But yeah, uh, I want to know. So one of the things which I think you just demonstrated right there is um, is the idea that that that. So we've been sold an idea that that 
all technology, all information is you got to go and be educated for it. Maybe there's a little bit of truth to that, um, but you have to go outside yourself for it. You know, our, our entire system is based upon you not being having access to the whole and you needing to go outside. And then that's where you get your wholeness. Like that's part of like the, 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 the way it, it has worked in order to keep people um, enslaved. And that's how but you as get the we, holes in your aura. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you look at all hole. the words. Like, I always <laughs> think about the words like the like the whole and whole and profit and profit and peace and peace and all this sort of stuff. It's but tricky. anyway. Uh, it's well, it, the whole thing is tr- like the whole thing is tricky, like the entire like, you know, all language is tricky and particularly English. But nonetheless, um, you're showing like, no, like you don't need that. Like, you know, we have our body, our our higher senses can be integrated with our lower senses and we can experience it and we can go and work outside where uh, what going back to the the picture which you paint in people's minds about the diffusing of the 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 chemtrail webs through scalar wave technology you know scalar waves are going to come out from a completely different level of reality than where we're going to see this aerosol spraying. And like, that's where, that's where the work happens. And when we begin to recognize that we, that that's a, a truth and what you just described with, you know, how you work within your, your energy practice and the tuning forks uh, and, and the dowsing rods, like you're showing, like, this is, this is me doing it all within, you know, this is not the only system. And like, you could probably get to a point where you don't need anything other than your hands and your throat. I could do it that way, but it makes right. them like, feel uh, better like about cool it that have I have tools. the tools. It's, that, cool. it's yeah. cool to have tools, but the point I'm trying to make is like you're completely uh, um, self-sufficient without anything. Exactly. And the tools are there to help us because that's it, what a tool should do. It gives but them then, like, the placebo, honestly. I know that it could happen either way. It's the intention and the, uh, yes. the action married together that, that With, matters. It, it, and any way which we can get there, like we get there. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I love hearing your, uh, your stories. I once, um, was really, uh, close with, with a woman who was a, um, uh, she was a, 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 a very highly trained, um, acute crystal healer and she developed her own modalities. And so, and she used to teach these modalities, which she created, um, fascinating woman, but I used to love to hear her explain and like she would I'd go to her like seminars and see like how she would work. And it was exactly it was very similar to as you were describing uh, the different energy bodies, different chakras and like where they were in the body and how she was able to feel them with her hands, but with with pendulums and with 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 her hands. But it was the same thing. And so it was uh, I love to hear that sort of stuff. That's that's. in my opinion, one of the real ways, like as we begin to understand being human in so many different ways, like we can in not in a very, very material way, control the material world from a subtle way, like in a way which is not not subjective, but completely objective. Right on. Well, we got to wrap up our one. Why don't you remind people where they find your stuff and anything you want to let them know Uh, again, also tell them about the seminar that's coming up. I'd say by the time this comes out, it'll be 
I think this will release probably on Saturday, if I had to guess, of next week. So there'll be about a week to there'll go. Be a before week, okay. Thing. So uh, we'll begin with that on the on October thirty first in New Cumberland, Pennsylvania, which is I don't know, like about ninety minutes from Philly, maybe about ninety minutes from Baltimore, right outside of Harrisburg. Uh, I'll be doing my first in like big in person event for a couple of years now, and I'll be doing it with at a place called. Be Present Wellness and the woman who owns that. She's going to, the first half, I'm going to be talking about consciousness, uh, models of reality. And then I'm going to talk about then from that lens, why the Susquehanna River is so significant. And then the last part of this this event, the woman whose shop it is, she's going to be leading uh, a sound uh, a sound ceremony. And uh, I'll probably bring some of my artifacts and we'll, you know, we'll do something ceremonial. So there's going to be an intellectual aspect and there's going to be a ceremonial aspect and there's going to be like a history. It's great. So if you can make it, if you can make it, they're limited seats, like uh, go check out. I'll have a link right there. If you live in in that part of the world, I'd love to see you. Um, and if you can't do that, um, you know, you the can link will be sus- at your website. So it's going to alchemy. Uh, maybe like I'm so bad. Like my like if you were to go and look just at my hit website, Mike up or just hit him up. Like, like, exactly. Like uh, her website is is uh, is where you order or get all the information. So uh, but I do have a website and you could send me messages through there. If you remember um, to shoot me links, I will definitely get yeah, them I'll, in send, I'll definitely the I'll definitely shoot you links. Uh, um, also, if you're in the area, I've been doing tours of like uh, which is some of my favorite things I've been doing this summer of these mystical areas. Right these spots and I tell the history and I bring people to places along the Susquehanna of the 40th parallel. So um, you can find out about that on my website, get the book writes the 40th parallel, which goes into all the secret spots on the website. Um, I got information still on YouTube. Uh, I put out, regular, regular content with other people on YouTube with Ross Ben. And then with Emily and Howdy, uh, I do that as well. And, um, the RSS feed is uh, up now and that's the only place you're going to get the, the podcast, which I'm doing weekly with, um, with Mark from my family thinks I'm crazy, uh, Mark Steve. So I'm doing that with him, but all of that can just be found by looking for Susquehanna alchemy. Right on, man. Well, let's go ahead and jump over to the plus extension. Everyone remember, you can find that on Rockfin. You don't have to be subscribed for me on Rockfin. A lot of you are. You're on there, right, dude? Yes and no. Yes and no. Like <laughs> I got a channel. I got help, like three dude, videos. It's helping me. I'm like doing way better than Patreon ever did for me through Rockfin. So it's, but it's, it's all about coming up with the model. And I already had the model going in. So, you know, and you've got all your things going and it all works out the way it should. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. You don't, you don't want to hear my, my attitude. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> not productive. Maybe I gotcha. Well, okay. We'll see everyone on the other side and thank you, senior Juan. This is already super fun. All right.
right, everybody. That was amazing. Never disappoints to talk to Michael Wan. He's really one of my all-time heroes in the field, in particular because of his field work, getting into original research in his own ecosystem and uncovering the secrets therein. Pretty cool that he is like a tour guide for that thing now, for where he lives. I would love that to be an occult tour guide. But first, I got to do my own research and in the, the place where I'm at. So hopefully I'll get into that as I have more time coming up than I used to because of quitting all the old things that were not really my thing and focusing just on the things that are my thing. <laughs> if it isn't a hell yes, it's a hell no. You can live from the fun and do everything that way and it actually works. But yeah, Michael Wan, big inspiration for me. Not only is he an incredible synchromistic sage, but he's also a great artist who builds his own tools and implements and systems of intelligent interface with the larger reality. Pretty amazing guy. Pretty amazing guy and his enthusiasm and his fiery passion. All of that is exactly the type of energy I want to bring to things in the love, the love for life and the love for the people and everything's awesome about Michael Wan. So also, we got to say big thanks for that rewilding consciousness presentation that he gave us the links to for the plus members around here. That was really kind. I guess I'll tell you about what was in the plus extension, the second hour of our conversation today. We got into talking tarot and a game he calls Sacred Solitaire. You'll just have to listen to find out what that's about. We discussed the building of walking sticks and wands which I think is amazing. And he was in such a flow about that stuff. I couldn't really even, uh, I forgot to fit in the one thing I always like to say about walking sticks or staffs, which is that they ground you. Here's mine. When I hold this thing, I'm on a walk. Even if I'm wearing rubber soled shoes, I'm connected to the earth electrically. I think that's the big hack of a, a staff for a wizard is that they never lose touch with the ground. Whenever they've got one of these. There's a lot of magic in that. We also discussed the magic of singing and freestyle hip hop flowetry. You could call it that instead of rap. I'm not a rapist myself, but we talked about why watching other people in flow state is such a joy and inspiration and energy boost. And then we discussed creating your own timekeeping systems aligned with natural rhythms. That was where we kind of expanded on this rewilding consciousness presentation. And then I asked him about his monthly starboard sessions he does for himself with his partner, where they mark the changes in the sky clock and look at the transits of the planets and luminaries. And really interesting to talk to him after the previous week's episode with the other Michael, <laughs> uh, Michael Nebe, the peace dealer, because with him, we did say a lot of things about sidereal versus tropical and kind of he and I kind of agreed coming down on preferring tropical. <laughs> but then all things in balance, we have another Michael coming up to, you know, in this conversation today, and he's more of a sidereal guy and looks like it's working for him just fine. So I hope that you guys are also just going with what feels right and draws out the intuition in you. Ultimately, it's about the math and the relationships and the ratios between the luminaries more than the conceptualization of what stars mean what. And I think once you get into the, the feeling of those rhythms, that is where you start to pick up on insight about what they really mean. And that's 
connecting with nature beyond just conceptualization. So there's so much to love about this episode. Third time Juan was on. And I do think the first two times we spoke were equally timeless and valuable convos. So go dig into the Interverse archives if you want to see that. The last time was only like five months ago where we got into some very deep conversations about the Tao of creativity and lots of good I Ching, as he calls it. I call it I Ching, but you know, whatever. That book of changes, that eternal, timeless classic of wisdom that nobody even knows where it came from. That thing, you know, that I do pull cards from every morning on my YouTube channel. I Ching is the thing, I Ching is the thing friends. So other cool stuff to tell you about is that um, Juan will be joining us on an episode of Vibe Rant soon. And I'm actually coming to you from a bit further in the past than normal. I will be at the Flattoberfest over the weekend, which is the same weekend that this should be airing. So I'm preparing this episode early up front so that it can uh, release release on its own while I'm out in the world traveling and doing things. And that's exciting because I haven't really taken a vacation for a while to be able to front load the work so that I can spend some time just funning. That's exciting. I have a lot to be excited about going into this Aries full moon and then Scorpio season. I think there's just a lot of magic and purity to be discovered right now for those of us who are in flow and going up instead of dipping into the fall, like maybe in previous years we had. I feel this Ascension vibe super strong right now. So watch out for an episode of Vibrant and probably in November with Michael Wan. That will be super fun. He was definitely into the idea of connecting with the community live. So call in and join us there. By the time this airs, we will have done a Vibrant episode with Erasmus from the Here for the Truth podcast. He's the co-host with Joel Rafiti, who was a guest of ours not long ago. So I'm sure that will have been really fun and interesting too. We'll get down on some health and body work talk, and then probably some truth and conspiracy talk, and maybe some dad jokes. <laughs> Neither me or Erasmus is a dad. At least I don't think he's a dad yet. But that doesn't mean we aren't old enough to make dad jokes. So come to Vibrant with your best jokes to drop in the chat or into our Telegram line. Don't forget to join Telegram if you want to have a place to land and join the community and not just be on the one-sided receiving end of these podcasts. There's actually a place to go where you can expand with other people and share and basically be an X-Man <laughs> in this team of super geniuses where we all pool our collective talents, perspectives, and research to come to larger perspectives, right? That's what I love about the community and Telegram is that it's really taken the edge off of me of feeling like I needed to know all the things and do all the research because connecting with all of you out there that do join in on the community vibes, you all have so much input that you can... I think we all can basically sift through the noise and all the information and pull out the gems and share those jewels with each other. And we all end up richer than we would if we were trying to do it alone. You know what they say, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that's what we're doing. Uh, what else is there to tell you about? Well, I did just go on. Well, really, I just came out of a triplicity of Michaels is what I've been calling it. Because yesterday, which would have you know, it's a while back now. It would have been the previous weekend. 
for you guys hearing this in the future. But yesterday I went on Unslaved Podcast with Michael Tesserion once again, continuing my reign as the all-time champion, most frequent guest over there. Don't know how I got so lucky to gain that perk, but maybe it's because of the PowerPoints. <laughs> Never underestimate a good PowerPoint. I brought Gabriel, our friend, Slick Dissident, on Unslaved with Tesserion and David Whitehead, got them all introduced, and we had a big time discussing the Avengers films, the 22 original Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, and the tarot, how they connect to the major arcana of the tarot, and that was really good, really, really good. Super, super fun and super, super deep. And if you're interested in that, if you go check out the Unslaved episode, we only get through about eight of the 22 and we went deep, but there's a lot more meat on them bones. If it sounds like something you want to see on my channel where Gabriel and I come together and produce some high quality, long form content, kind of like Lindsay and I did with the Transhuman Tarot a while back, but with Marvel. If that sounds something that like something that would be up your alley, let me know if I get some feedback that's like, yes, do it. I'll probably do it. I might do it anyway, but there's a lot of options on the table right now. And to a degree would be rehashing some stuff that he and I have both gone over before. But I know not all of you have taken that journey through the Marvel movies with us. So if you want to see it, let me know. It could be pretty fun. And why I called it a triplicity of Michael is because that very day I also released last week's episode with Michael Nebe, the peace dealer and recorded this conversation with Michael Wan. So Archangel Michael all up in this biz. And yeah, by the time you hear this, the full moon in Aries will have happened. I'd love to know how that went for you. Feels like we're really going after what we want in life right now. And uh, maybe even getting it now that Jupiter's going direct today as I record this. Today's the 18th. But yeah, you're hearing this many days from now. So I'd like to, since we're talking Jupiter and expansion, I'd like to invite you to support Interverse with, you know, membership on Rockfin or Patreon if you aren't already doing that. And that's great because it helps me help you. You get the deep end info, uh, the, the full fun expansion of the podcast conversations. But there's other ways to support what I do here. First of all, and again, they're all synergistic. It's all a game of I win, you win. And that's how I like to play. So you can do personal sessions with me on card readings. We can get together and do tarot card sessions. I use a bunch of different decks and bring your questions to me or just be open to see what the universal cosmic gnosis wants to flow into your mind hole. And we'll do that. Really guaranteed that you'll have some amazing self-knowledge and self-reflection out of one of those sessions. Or we can get into uh, healing and clearing your aura with some specific technician techniques, right? With the tuning forks that I do. I know you've heard me talk about this a bunch and it's really picking up for me that type of, um, I don't want to call it working, but funning where we get together and I help you restore the energetic inner communication system and the feedback web of your own intelligent somatic system. And that's a great move. I think you won't regret it. No one has ever said they regretted doing it. Everybody loved what the results were. It's different for everybody, but it's always awesome. So if you want to do either of those things, email me, chance at interversepodcast.com. Maybe by the time this comes out, I will have finally gotten around to putting these things on my website as listings that you can pay for there. 
But for now, we just need to talk one-on-one through Telegram, DMs, or through an email to get that set up. And if you want to know more about it, just hit me up and I'll tell you everything you got wondering. Other ways to support, really good way to support would be from my website or from the show notes of any episode. Find the link to Clive DeCarl, his shop. And I've got an affiliate link with him so that if you buy anything off of my link, I get a cut. You don't pay anything extra. I win, you win. And he's got a bunch of things to choose from over there. Some stuff to target specific issues. But as Clive says, your body's not low on pharmaceutical drugs or chemicals. It's nutrition. Everything's nutrition and vitamins. And if nothing else, you really ought to be on the magnesium or the vitamin C, both, I should say. Magnesium, because it's important for about 2,000 plus operations in your body and everybody's deficient unless they're supplementing it. In my opinion, I don't know how you could not be deficient in it with the, unless you're growing your own food and you understand permaculture practices and you've been improving the soil where you grow the food for long enough that there's actually a nutritional uh, profile there of minerals and nutrients. And I don't think that's going to be very many of you. I'm not doing that right now. It's a goal. And the reason to get magnesium from Clive you might get on there and be like, oh my God, the smallest bottle is 50 bucks, but you're going to be using that for three months. And it is a blend of magnesium types, not just one type. So compared to what you'd buy at the store, where it says it's going to last you 30 servings and the serving is like one or two pills a pop with Clive, you'll be on it for three months before that bottle runs out for 50 bucks. And it's multiple forms and it's actually effective because it's food grade and not synthetic. Whereas what you bought at the store, you're not going to feel any positive effects or not much. It's going to be probably just one type of magnesium and it's going to likely be synthetic and not a food grade. So not assimilated by your body the same way. So even though the bottle at the shop might say it's only 22 bucks or 30 bucks or maybe less, what you're, you're, you're getting what you pay for, which is nothing essentially. And with Clive, the 50 bucks is going to stretch a long way and actually get your body right. So consider this, anything with your health that you improve your health through is an investment that returns the payment to you because you can always make more money, but your energy, your personal energy is the number one determinant of whether you're going to make money or not. Current currency charge. Are you in charge? That's just think about those words, current and currency. Build up your own charge, improve your current. There's a lot of ways that I just listed that we can work together to do that. And you're going to automatically pull more currency. That's the way of it. It's all one thing. It's life is a cool fractal like that. So magnesium, vitamin C, I won't go on a big kick about vitamin C, but you should try Clive's vitamin C because the same thing. It's like really good compared to other types I've tried. Uh, Last thing I'll say about it is, Did you know that you're the only type of mammal that doesn't produce its own vitamin C? Strange that. Worth supplementing. And so I hope you check that out. And if you buy some stuff from there, it's an I win, you win, which I love. There's also an affiliate link to Secret Energy, which is another great shop of supplements. I'll leave that for now, but I'll say that that's where you can pick up some good cleansing kits, typically, if they're not sold out. Same deal. Costs you nothing extra, but I get a cut. So it's a good way to help support me doing this thing that I'm doing as a career. I love it. So I'm going to play you guys out with a song. I see fire by Moonfrog. It's not exactly by Moonfrog. It's a 
cover of a song from the Hobbit soundtrack, actually. It just felt appropriate. So there it is. I'm going to play that. And I hope you guys enjoy it and can't wait for what's next. Really excited about going to Flatoberfest in a few days. I bet I'll see some of you there and definitely meet some other creators that I love. So it's going to be really cool to get into real life space with people and off of screens. Like really cool to get into real life and off of screens. I can't wait. Anyway, much love to you all. Really happy about this Michael Wan show. Go check out Susquehanna Alchemy, his website, his YouTube channel, what have you. Support the man. He's a true hero. And yeah, I seriously love you all. Get on Telegram with us and I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Should I?